He's a sulky, over-funky, kinda hulky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have a... Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sangha. My name is Devin Faraci. Joining me as he traditionally does... My name is Derek Faraci, and the cactus where your heart should be has lovely little flowers. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. You know. Doing okay. What more can you ask for? I uh, I bought a uh, a puzzle. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. What kind of puzzle? So got a bad grade in, in school right and i was feeling really bummed out about it so i i went for uh retail therapy and i went to burbank um to like there's a strip of like horror genre stores yeah and i went to halloween town and they had a messed up puzzles are you familiar with the messed up puzzles brand i am not messed up puzzles they do thousand piece puzzles of exploitation and horror movie posters Oh, okay. Um, and so, but they also choose posters that like will make a hard puzzle. Yeah. So I bought a puzzle of the poster of the motion picture Maniac. Oh, there you go. You know that poster? I do. I do. Yeah. So, because uh, we had been oh, at Target. I might be thinking of Maniac Cop poster. Maniac is just a guy. It's like a guy from the belly on down and he's like got a bulge in his pants and he's like, his he's fat and um he's holding a woman's severed head uh in okay. one hand the maniac poster is one of the great posters of all time it, 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 while we're while we're here you should look it up because it is one of the all-time great movie posters um but we had been at target and i was looking at lego sets and i was like i just want something i can like build or whatever while we're watching tv so i'm not looking at my phone i don't want to like watch tv and look at my phone you know yeah which i keep doing i can't stop myself from doing it um, it is a good poster, right? I warned you not to go out tonight. <laughs> yep. Um, so I was like, let's get a Lego set. And my girlfriend was not that interested in the Lego set. Uh, and uh, she's like, I like doing puzzles. I don't like doing puzzles. Yeah. So I bought a puzzle we can do together. And then this way I can be cranky and shitty about it the whole time. <laughs> I mean, you know me for a long time now. You know how I, you know how I like to be. Yes, I like to be complaining in in a really uh, bad space about things. Yes, yeah. So I'm just I'm impressed with your the Brian Collinsization of of your pastimes, Legos and puzzles. Well, I just again, it's just like a thing to do with my hands while watching TV. Yeah. Like not like movies, but just like TV shows or whatever. You know, like we we I talked about. Yellowstone on a previous podcast, and I'm interested in watching more Yellowstone, but I don't want to look at my phone while I'm doing it. And Yellowstone's not a yeah. show that I believe I can like do five seasons of paying strict attention to the television. Sure. So, like having something else to do with my hands, because also I have clinical inattention, likely ADHD, it makes a big difference for me. Well, there you go. So I bought the messed up puzzle. Uh, retail therapy did not did not work. No, still I'm sorry. still bummed out about the grade. But what are you gonna do? Um, how uh, how 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 are you doing? 
I wasted my entire weekend playing Spider-Man. Oh, boy. I knew you were going to. Yep. That's all I did all weekend. No, that's not true. I watched the movie Spirited. How was and, that? Uh, eh, it's, you know, there's no reason for it to be two hours, 15 minutes. Oh, my God. It's two hours and 15 minutes? Yep. It could have been 90. Holy shit. They do, they do the thing I hate most of all in ironic musicals, which is where every song starts with somebody going, oh, we're going to do this again. It's oh, like, no. Just stop. Just don't do that. Either commit to the bit of you're doing a musical or don't do a musical. One or the other. Uh, are the songs good? There's one song that's really good. Uh, uh, good Afternoon is really, really good. That one's really fun. The rest of them are largely forgettable. All right. So that's how that goes. But Good Afternoon is fantastic. That is a very fun song. And it's all about how Good Afternoon used to mean fuck you. Good afternoon, sir. <laughs> yes, that's what it's all about. That that's what it's all about. <laughs> and, and like, there's some good jokes in it. There's some good like running gags throughout it and whatnot. And you know, Ryan Reynolds is very charismatic, and Will Ferrell's very charismatic. So it's not like watching it is painful, but it's like ah, this could have been this could have been a tight ninety minutes, right? And, and it would not have hurt, you know. So I, you know what, I I'm watching the third season of um, Mythic Quest right now. Very good. Uh, Rob McElhenney, McElhenney, is that how you say it? McElhenney. McElhenney? I believe so, yes. Rob McElhenney, whatever how you say it. He's McElhenney. just turning. McElhenney is how you read it. McElhenney? I listened to his damn podcast. I should know how to say his last name. He's just turning into Ryan Reynolds, right? They're becoming the same person? Well, he's obsessed with Ryan Reynolds. If you watch Welcome to Wrexham, he does not hide it. <laughs> like, he's, like, like, he's he's getting, like, is he getting work done to look more like Ryan Reynolds? No, he's, uh, at least according to his podcast, he's never had work done. Because this season, now that he has no facial hair, because usually he has yeah. crazy facial hair as Ian Grimm on yeah. that show, but this season he's clean shaven, and he just looks so much like Ryan Reynolds in half the scenes. Um, and then I saw like a shot, a promo shot for that show, Welcome to Wrexham, and I couldn't tell which of the two guys is which in the promo shot. Well, McElhenney is the shorter one, which is constantly brought up on. I mean, are they, but do they, like, I don't remember if one was shorter in the shot. I feel like it's one of those things where when they're doing promo, they like make both of them the same no, size. No, no, no. They constantly discuss how he's short. No, I'm saying like in the poster. Oh, maybe in the promo, or maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, he is shorter than, than Ryan Reynolds. And he's, 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 mus- he's more muscular than Ryan Reynolds. So he's got bigger arms. I so. guess these boys are sharing, are uh, examining one another's bodies in close detail. Good for them. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Again, watch Welcome to Wrexham. There's quite a bit of, which is also, I do want to say, it's a very good series, but uh, is, they do discuss each other's bodies quite a bit. Um, but it's funny how much he looks like him, and it's just, it's really starting to distract me at this point. And so then yeah. when, when the Spirited trailer, I saw it, I was like, oh, is this... Is this Ian Grimm? No, no, it's it's Ryan Reynolds. Um, so they should cast him as an alternate universe Deadpool in like Secret Wars or something. I would not be surprised if he shows up in Deadpool three. I really wouldn't. I mean, like they're, they're that tight these days. Yeah, I mean they own a company. No, I get that, but like, and, and they appear to be very good friends. And uh, yeah, I would not be shocked if he shows up in in Deadpool three. It would not surprise me at all. Um, speaking of Deadpool three, do we have any Marvel news today? We do, but we're going to start with DC news. Okay. Uh, David Zaslav has made it clear that there will not be four Batmans. So you got that going for you. 
What are the four Batmans? Well, right now there's three Batmans. So I think he's saying like we're not going to have we're not adding like another he, Batman. Yeah, like, well, he says like like look, there's going to be one Batman in, in the DCU, is what he said. Is basically what he's saying. But what what about what about the Batman? I don't know. I, I mean, know. that movie made a ton of money. Yes, it did. And they're doing a sequel. And right. And a TV so, show. Two TV shows. There's going to be a The Batman in the DC. Maybe he says there's only one Batman, but there is also a The Batman. Yes. That's yeah. what he means. Well, well, one Batman in the DCU would be, I think he's talking about like the connected universe, right? By the way, it's worth noting that James Gunn has clarified that he's in charge with Peter Safran of all the DC stuff, not just the DCU. Yes. yes. So that includes Joker 2 and the Batman and all that stuff. He's he's all of it. If it's if it's about a DC character, um, yeah. it's going to be him and Saffron. Here's what he here's exactly what Zaplow said. He said, I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. There's not going to be four Batmans. And part of our strategy is drive the hell out of DC, which James and Peter are going to do. I think uh, they've thrilled the fans. I think they're going to thrill you over a period of time. Do you know how you know David Zaslav's not a comic book guy? How? He says there's not going to be four Batmans. When, in fact, DC Comics would happily run 17 Batman comics all at the same time, with some of them in different continuities, depending on what they felt like that week. There are currently three Batmans in in DC Comics. (laughs) (laughs) So so there's Bruce Wayne. There's, uh, I think it's Jace Fox is the other one, who's, who's working out in New York. And then there's Batman Beyond. So... And then also there's just like random Batman books that they probably publish here and oh, there. Oh yeah, I mean I mean there's a billion different Batman books. Yeah. That's the thing. They're all like different takes on Batman. Like all these Batmans are all Bruce Wayne in the DC movies. They're all Bruce Wayne's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not about being a different than Bruce Wayne. It is about um the idea that uh there's just a ton of fucking Batman content, which is what the comic companies do. Yes. Yeah. It's easier in comics, though, I think, than in, in like, movies, you know, I would think. I mean, probably, but who knows? Yeah. I would think you could do movie and animation. Like, you can have a cartoon that's not connected. Although I don't know. Maybe how, that's out now. I don't know. How, how serious is he about this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did cancel the the new Bruce Timm Batman show. Animation. Are we going to talk about the trailer for the Legion of Superheroes? We can if you want to. Yeah, I watched it. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Great, thanks for talking about it. Uh, boy, I was not super psyched um, about what I saw. Yeah, the, the DC animated movies aren't for me. Yeah, it was kind of wild because I was happy with the with the Legion team that they put together for this animated thing. It's like a good classic team. It isn't like a new modern team. Yeah. Um, so I was happy about that, but I thought that the animation was not that great. And I'm not really sure why there's as much Batman and Superman in the trailer as there is. Cause that's what sells. I mean, I guess, but like in a Legion of Superhero story, does that mean this is sort of the Legion coming back to the 21st century? I don't like no, that. No, I mean, for what I can figure in the trailer, it's Superman brings Supergirl to the Legion so they can train her. Cause she's too she dangerous in the modern day. Yeah. And you know, and then they learn some kind of secret. And based on when it's coming out, I'm guessing they were trying to put it out at the same time as The Flash was scheduled to come out. And since Supergirl is in The Flash, that was going to be like mm, a little cross-promotion right. thing. Right. And that did not work out. 
Oh, boy. That did not work out. Anyway, moving on. What else we got? Uh, staying with DC, according to the rap, Henry Cavill's Superman, uh, Return to Superman is uh, not going well. Um, so I read this article. I don't. I don't know, you know, and this is not an attack on Umberto, who's a good dude. Um, I don't 100% know what this article is about. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, when I read it, I was like, I don't, this, this doesn't seem to be much here to me. Well, there's no formal deal with Cavill. That seems kind of important. Yeah, I guess. I mean... I had heard something a little bit different, but I suppose that Umberto probably did more journalism than I did. Me, I had a guy who I know call me and say, hey, guess what? Uh, but uh, I'm sure that Umberto did a little bit more journalism. But even if they don't have a deal, Cavill's been pretty clear that he's coming back as Superman. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like one thing if Cavill's like, I don't know. I enjoyed the, well, <laughs> he quit the Witcher. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd be one thing if Cavill's like, you know what? I really enjoyed that cameo, but I'm not really sure that I'm coming back. And there was no deal. But he yeah, says, he like, I just back. did that for my buddy Dwayne. Right. But yeah. he, but he's he said that he's coming back. So, like, it feels like he's coming back. They just haven't reached the deal yet. And yeah. if, if anything, I feel very confident because of that. Like, it's just it, that just feels like business to me. And then the idea that there's not a Superman sequel in development, I don't 100% agree with that either. Because even if they don't have anything on paper, there's definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that is them waiting to see what Gunn and, and Saffron come up with, right? What yeah, and like to work with them and figure it out. Yeah. 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 So that'll come in time. They're just, they're not going to hire a bunch of people for it, have them work on it. And then two months later, Gunn and Saffron are like, hey, we figured out our 10 year plan. Yeah, Here exactly. Fit it into this. So I don't know. I did. I don't want to say the article is a nothing burger, but it's, it's, a, it's, it just, I read it and I was like, uh, okay. It just didn't move me in terms of like feeling like it was that big a deal. Yeah. I think Cavill not having a deal is interesting. I guess it's interesting, but that just means they're just hammering out a deal. I mean, like, and what it sounds like to me is it also likely, means a deal could fall apart. I guess it could, but he's said fucking talked so much about it at this point. Um, but what it feels like to me is it feels like the deal is not going quickly enough and that Cavill's people are talking to the press to push it along. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it feels like to me. I don't know where, I don't know who Umberto's source is. I don't know any of that stuff, but having been in that business for, you know, for, for some time, um, that's what that feels like to me. It feels like somebody is pushing or maybe, maybe the other way around, maybe Cavill is just dicking around on doing the deal. And DC is trying to fucking push him around. <laughs> Maybe supposedly playing Warhammer. Yeah, he's painting his Warhammer models, and they're like, "Can you sign the deal?" He's like, "I gotta finish this dwarf," or I don't know what's in Warhammer, but one of those things. I gotta finish this Warhammer. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out what's gonna happen. So, what else we got? Amy Adams also said that uh, she has not been contacted. Yeah, because there's nothing going on. I mean, like, it's like, I think there's like a misunderstanding about how some of this stuff works, uh, yeah. which is just that there's no movie yet. There's like nothing yeah. to contact her about. Yes. Yeah. Um, Although you think, I mean, Lois Lane's going to be in a Superman movie. So you maybe, wanna... maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. There's been Superman stories without, without Lois Lane. Yes, there have, but, you know. And, you know, she's an easy character to write out of a movie. They did it in uh, Superman 3. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just on assignment. Yeah. She's on assignment. That's it. Like the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Or, or, or the movie is Superman not on earth most of the time anyway. Yes. That's the other option. Right. We've seen a lot of Superman on earth. Well, just because if he's off of earth, then that means that we don't have to deal with Lex Luthor again. And I'm so tired of Lex Luthor. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I'm, Um, I'm ready for, he's got such a, treasure trove of villains and they just keep doing the same three same with batman they just keep doing the same like three or four and it's like give us something like come on there's so many characters to play with well you know it's funny i i started playing gotham knights oh yeah and uh that really made me say you know what there's so many fucking characters they could use in all of this stuff there's just like it's such a great rogues gallery that of batman characters that they've never used hardly anywhere yeah uh yeah even in like the games they barely use them the games, I feel like they use them pretty well, especially in the the Arkham games. The Arkham games, like, they did. This one, I just started playing. Um, I'm, I may, I may regret it. I don't know. Have yeah. you played this one? No, I'm playing Spider Man. Um, well, it's like it's it's been out for a minute. Yeah, but I'm I'm playing Spider Man. Um, I started playing it, and uh, Batman dies in the opening. Yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's not really dead. They're going to f- find out at the end of the game that he's alive. And then his fucking corpse shows up. <laughs> like They find his like battered corpse. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. And then um, he dies fighting Ra's al Ghul. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, well, Ra's al Ghul going to come back to life because that's what he does. And then Talia al Ghul shows up and cremates him. So I was like, okay, I guess not. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh it's one of those games I started playing it and I had to sit there for 35 minutes watching things. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. That's what they do now. I like, I don't, I don't, I don't start playing a game cause I want to watch a movie. I would watch a movie if I wanted to watch a movie. Yes. And then from there, it takes like forever to actually get like kind of the game humming. Yeah. Um, like it's just like, it's like very limited things that you can do as it tries to teach you how to play the game. But it, it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel graceful to me. Yeah, it felt very limiting and it felt kind of annoying. And every single time I did something, I would have to then go sit through six more minutes of animated scenes. Sure, sure. Um, as these dead-eyed mannequins float around in uh, the belfry, which is there where because the Batcave blew up. Okay. Um, but uh, so they're all hanging out at uh, Robert Gordon's side out. Yeah, so it's 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 Robin, uh, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, and the Red Hood. Yeah, and it's the witch. call it uh, Robin, Damien, Tim Drake. Oh, it's Tim. Yeah, oh, I think it was Damien. Yeah, I thought it would be Damien too, and I thought I think that would make more sense narratively. Although I don't know these these games. It's a, it's a sequel to the Arkham games, right? Is it? I didn't know I, that. I thought so. It's the same people, isn't it? I don't. I don't think so. Well, whatever it is, I thought that for sure. Damien would be the better choice for a Robin. Um, yeah. But they opted not to go that way. So oh, well. What are you going to do? Uh, uh, Jim Gordon's dead here, too, in this in this game. Everybody's dead. Well, yeah, it's, like, really weird. Everybody is dead. And it's, like, a, a real, like, post-everything uh, Batman game. It's, like, what happens when all the main Batman characters are dead? Uh, and it's just you're left with the sidekicks. Um, yeah. So that, you know. Uh, and you know who else is dead? Dead immediately, like when the game begins, they find his dead body, Kirk Langstrom. Oh, really? Wow, man, bat. Yeah, just kill everybody. Wow. Now he might come back to life at some point. I don't actually know, but he's sure. just he's but he's murdered, and I'm investigating his murder. So I feel okay. like he feels pretty dead. Oh, really? Taking out the whole team? 
That's a guy who would be good. That that's what made me think about characters that would be good in the movies. I, we've never seen Man Bat. Man Bat, uh, uh, Clayface, I think would be great for a movie. Clayface would be amazing, especially if you mm-hmm. go like Clayface, like traditional, not like the um, not like the big blob man, but the Clayface who like takes on identities. The uh, Basil Rathbone. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah. That clay face. I mean, they can make him to a monster at the end or whatever, but like a, a clay face whose whole deal is that he can be anybody. Well, I mean, that's what the monster clay face does as well. Is he turns into other people. He's not just a big glob monster. He can transform. Well, there we go. Stuff. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's an important part. They did a great story on Batman, the animated series where uh, he turned a piece of himself into a kid to go spy on stuff. And then that kid piece of himself gained sentience. And uh, wanted to be its own person. Well, what do you yeah, know? That was a really good story. And it was very sad at the end. That's what they do on that show sometimes. Uh, well, we have other news? We do. We got a lot of news. <laughs> so we should get through it. Uh, James Gunn has said that uh, within two months, the uh, DCU plan will be finished. Will be completed. And that's when we'll start hearing stuff. He's been doing some big teases. He has been. He posted yeah. a picture of Mr. Terrific. Yes. And he knows what he's doing. That's not like a, I just like Mr. Terrific. I'm going to post a picture of him. That is well, 100% he, James Gunn knows what he's doing. You know he knows what he's doing because he also posted a picture of, I want to say Dead Man. He posted a picture of another character and somebody was like, is this a hint? He's like, no, I just like this picture. So, <laughs> so, like, like, like there was one where it was like, clearly he was like, no, I just, I came across this and I thought this was a good picture. So who knows? Yeah. Mr. Terrific's a great choice. He, there's, if if you were going to build out a universe and you needed your Nick Fury, Mr. Terrific is a good choice for that. You know, I think. I think he's a good character for that kind of thing. Much more interesting than that path than Batman. Right. In my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, now, finally, moving on to Marvel. Uh, Wakanda Forever has made $500 million at the box office after two weeks. That's like two Black Adams, right? No. Black it's Adam Black has Adam. made $357 million. Oh, there we go. In, yes. in six weeks. In, in a month. Um, and it's uh, by next week, it should pass Shazam. So congratulations, Black Adam. Wow. <laughs> costing more than twice what Shazam cost and probably making roughly $10 million more. Did you see this news that Fast and Furious 10 cost $300 million, $330 million? <laughs> It's insane. It's a lot of money. It's a lot it of money. Insane. I mean, that, some of that has to be because the director quit six days, right? I mean, like there has to be well, some. You're saying this because of COVID, COVID tests, which is what COVID tests COVID are you tests. giving? A lot of COVID <laughs> tests. Yeah. No other studio, no other movie has its budget gone up that much because of COVID. So I don't know. I don't know. That I seems just, like a I, lot of money. I guess you could make its money back because these movies have made a billion dollars, but I also feel like the heat's off that one. Yeah, I think I think their time is coming gone. I think yep. their time is coming gone. The last one was not good. That does not help at all. No, no, it is not. Uh, Armor Wars uh, producer Nate Moore explained why Armor Wars went from TV to movies. It was expensive. It was expensive. The budget. They couldn't do the the costumes right. They couldn't do the CG right on TV. So they had to move. That's how that works. Yeah. Deborah Ann Wall says she has not heard anything from Marvel about showing up in the new Daredevil. Now that might be a problem. 
<laughs> that's not an Amy Adams. They are. That is developed. They're getting ready to film. Yeah, yeah. Like they, if they, they haven't called her, she probably not showing up in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like that could still happen. Like, but they've been developing that show. They got people signed. Um, if yeah, she's a main character shooting in like a couple of months. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like if she's a main character, they're going to definitely want to get her schedule locked in. Yeah. Um, so I would be not holding my breath, I mean, which might mean that we don't get the, um, the supporting cast from the original series. Oh no. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we get the supporting cast from the Incredible Hulk movie. I would love that if that's the new supporting <laughs> cast. The Daredevil office. Just those actors. They get the same actors too. <laughs> They're so old now. That'd yes. be so fucking funny. Like, Matt, why do we work for you? <laughs> I can't. I retire. I'm so I'm old. 82. Um, yeah. So Deborah Ann Wall, best of luck. I, I would not hold my breath. I mean, it doesn't mean she couldn't come back another season or something like that. Yeah. But it does sort of make it sound like they're going with a new supporting cast. And they yeah. may not even have those characters back. Do you know what I mean? They, that might be how they deal with it. They just don't have Karen Page. Like don't it's bring just, them up. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, or Matt says, I used to have a different office, you know, yada, 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 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who, we, who knows what, how that's all going to work? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Uh, oh, uh, well, that just closed. But uh, Amazon has ordered a Silk series from Sony. The first of their Marvel series that they'll be doing together between Amazon and Sony. I'm so Silk is a character that I'm very intrigued by because I I really don't like her and um, Silk is the exact kind of character I hate in comics, where it's like what, what you didn't know is when this yeah. character got their powers, somebody else got powers too. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. I, I think yeah. and, and Dan Slott created her, right? I yeah, Dan so. Slott created her, and he's yeah. a terrific fucking writer. Um, so like it isn't a situation that like. Some hack made this character. The dance lots of. I mean, keep in mind, it could have been an editorial, like demand. Like, hey, well, I think so because this. wasn't it during the whole thing where where the Watcher got killed and all the secrets from his eyeballs came out? Yeah, yeah, uh, and that was like one of the secrets. That was like the secret about Spider Man that there was somebody else that get bit by the spider as well. But yeah. like in within Which, the why Marvel that's a secret about Spider Man, I don't know. Within the Marvel Comics universe, she got Spider Man powers and then she got locked in a room for nine years. <laughs> It's honestly the story. Because, uh, like, yeah, they had him like, well, what happened to her? And they're like, oh, she was locked in a room. Uh, couldn't like, find the key. It's like a little, it's like a little weird. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she was actually still locked up when Peter Parker learned about her from the Watcher's eyeball. Um, and he went and freed her. Oh, there you go. Which, Which again, is, why is that? She was, in there for th- she was in there for 13 years. That's crazy. Why is that a Spider-Man secret? Like he didn't know about it, so it's not his secret. Well, Isn't no, that the whole secret. idea of that? No, the idea is it's all the secrets. It's just the secrets. Secret I thought things. like each character, like we learn something about each character that they that is a shocker. And that's not a shocker because it's not something he did. You know, it's not like Captain America learns that the the Illuminati erased his mind, you know, it's like, oh, that's something. Thor learns that he's not worthy for some reason. And, you know, like that stuff is, I think is more in line. There's some, so I started reading the latest Avengers run. Um, I'm like in and out of of comics these days. I don't always read like every month. I come in for runs or storylines that seem interesting or whatever. And I was in beauty of the, 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 you know, Marvel infinite and, and DC universe infinite is you can just jump in. 
Yeah, and so uh, do you know what do you know what Thor's new thing is? No. He's discovered that his real mother is the Phoenix. Sure. <laughs> everybody's everybody's got Phoenix stuff, sure. Uh it's like cra- really crazy. Phoenix on the mm-hmm. Avengers now, by the way, too. So his mom's on the Avengers? Well, it's the Phoenix Force was his mom. It was Phoenix Force. Okay, which is in Echo now, right? Does it's an Echo, Echo now. And Echo is now Phoenix Force in the Avengers. So the current Avengers storyline, well, the Avengers storyline I just read leading up to the current one where they're bouncing around time is actually a fucking terrific story by Jason Aaron. Um, and what it is is that there's a Masters of Evil from all different universes. So it's like the most evil and worst versions of each villain. Oh, that's fun. And then they come to our Earth to kill our Avengers. There you go. Like the Green Goblin, he um, hops around the multiverse killing ghost riders and taking their skulls and making bombs out of them. That's fun. He's called the Ghost Goblin. Um, Doctor Doom, his armor is made from the skin of the, the love of his life, and he is the most powerful necromancer in the megaverse. Uh, yeah, it's like really good. It's like really, really kind of like delightful. Thanos is a child um, who uh, just murdered his mother and won't okay. stop talking about it. Um yeah, it's like it's like very uh, very interesting, and it's kind of a neat idea that they won't actually use in the movies, yeah. but that would be like super fun to have just like really demented versions of these characters show up the because these are like the dark. Yeah. yeah, they're like really demented versions of these villains. They're really fun versions too because Jason yeah. Aaron's really good and 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 he he does some pretty great stuff. Um, so now currently they're bouncing around through history. I think that these bad guys are trying to erase the age of heroes from earth 616 i think is the deal okay you know the usual shit the um the the usual like the stakes of the entire megaverse uh, they call it the megaverse now because it's not just the multiverse it's all yeah they did that in dc too oh boy it's a real verse uh arms race dc it was that was introduced by uh grant Grant morrison Morrison in in dc was his way of getting around the 52 universes was well, outside of the source wall, there's an, there's more multiverses, and each one of them has 52 universes, and that's the megaverse. That's well, it's funny. Uh, this storyline has like real Grant Morrison feel about it. Like, there's an Avengers Prime who Avenger Prime. He's like a mysterious figure who lives at the center of the God Quarry, where he harvests souls and turns them into Deathlocks and sends them out through the multiverse to help warn the Avengers and all. This is just everything he did with with multiversity. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, this sounds a lot like multiversity. Uh, but like, I was where just he reading... introduced the orrery of the gods, and that's where Justice League Incarnate like runs out of, and that's the greatest versions of every hero from across the multiverse. I mean, this could be very similar. Uh, but like, I'm like, I'm just reading a comic now where Ghost Rider is being tortured by the Black Skull, which is the Red Skull wearing a Venom symbiote. No, that's fun. Yeah, it's like really good. Like when you like that yeah. kind of stuff, you go, that's like fun. Like you can like sort of see how that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes with these like weird multiverse versions or mashup characters, they don't feel like they make sense, but like yeah. the red skull wearing venom, like, Oh yeah. I, I, that makes sense. That, that actually works for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I like All right. That. We're totally off track. What else we got? Yes. Uh, the final bit, this broke right before we started. Uh, Bob Chappick is out at Disney and Bob Iger is back. Bob for Bob. Bob for Bob. Once again, uh, the Bob switch has happened again. I, this is one. I mean, like in a couple of years that have had some really crazy corporate news. This is one of the craziest pieces of corporate news I've ever seen. 
Earlier this year, the Disney Board of Directors did a vote of confidence in Bob Chapek and signed him to three more year contract. Yes. And now it's five months later, he's gone. Yep. And Bob Iger, who had retired, uh, he has, he has returned. It's like crazy. He's returned with a two year deal. uh, Things must be, he's got two years to fix everything. Things must be ugly as shit behind the scenes. I imagine so. They're not doing well. You know, I think the Disney's not doing well. No, their stock is, is it bad? And, uh, uh, you know, the Star Wars uh, cruise thing is not doing well, and that costs a lot of money. But didn't that all start under Iger? It had to, because JPEG's not been there that long. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think it all started under Iger. But Iger was in charge in some of the best years of the last few decades. I mean, like, Iger was, like, the guy. Um, Somebody tweeted, I just retweeted this, a pretty great thing. It says, this is Bob Iger right now, and it's Thanos saying, you could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. (laughs) There you go. Uh, It's pretty great. So so to give you an idea, uh, in February 2021, Apple, or I'm sorry, Disney stock was at $190. Today it is at ninety one dollars. So that's like affordable. Not. I can buy some of that maybe. I have two shares. Oh, look at you with your two shares. Yeah, you a real stonks guy, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I own like five stonks. Wow, it's yeah. a stonkman. Yeah, I put money into it, and every day I look and I go, "Look how much money I've lost." <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> so far, I've lost. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, well, if you own two, you lost two hundred and fifty dollars. I've lost so far. Nice, nice work, buddy. Yeah, none of my stocks are in the green; they're all in the red. Um, but Bob Iger, so come if, back. If you have a stock you want to lose money, so you can buy into it, let me know. I'll buy it, and I'll, almost all of them are down by fifty percent since I bought them. So this is you, the cooler. You're the stock cooler. Yeah, I'm the stock cooler. Um, so in terms of like the shit that we talk about here, I would say that Bob Iger coming back is neutral to good. Yeah. For the stuff that we talk about. Um, Because a lot of the stuff that we talk about is Bob Iger stuff anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this stuff that was under Bob Iger, some of the best years of this stuff was under Bob Iger. Um, Like the Marvel movies are not hurting at the box office, so I can't imagine they're going to play with that too much. He might play with the TV show stuff, be like, we're doing too many shows. And they're, you know, they're not performing as well as they should. But again, that's a Bob Iger thing. That's like uh, Disney Plus was in development. Before Chapek, I don't know. But but he, I don't know if Bob Iger greenlit all of these shows. Yeah, you know, and he might be like, mm, "We're doing too many." <laughs> like, like clearly, like you're not giving them enough time to right gestate and or gestate and grow and and figure out what they're going to be. We're pushing them out too quick. Who Could knows? be. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. But yeah, it's pretty big. That's pretty big news. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It seems pretty important. Do you know it's yeah. because the Disney board of directors saw the Black Adam and they were like, the hierarchy of power in the DCU has changed, so we need to <laughs> respond. Yeah. There you go. This weekend, uh, uh, The Rock was tweeting about how Black Adam is, is just a baby and it needs time to grow. And it's like, I thought it was changing the whole hierarchy of power. Now it's a baby? What happened? <laughs> oh, no, The Rock. Oh, no, The Rock. Is that it for news? That's all I got. All right. Do we have uh, trivia? We do. What do we got? You ready? Yeah. What museum has a Captain America exhibit? Yeah, like in the MCU. I guess it doesn't. The Smithsonian. 
Hold on, I gotta pull up the answer sheet. Because <laughs> the answer sheet's on a different page. Uh, yes. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if this might be one in the real world, too. I don't know. What is the alien race Loki sends to invade Earth? Chitari. Yes. Who was the last holder of the Space Stone between or before Thanos claims it for the Infinity Gauntlet? The Collector? Maybe. That's not one of the answers. What are the answers? Soul Stone, Mind Stone, Space Stone, Time Stone. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a left yeah. field solution. According to this, it's C, Space Stone. Space Stone, Space Stone owned the Space Stone. <laughs> I'm, something went wrong here. I'm <laughs> guessing, I'm pretty, I don't know. I can't figure that out. It might be like what stone did the controller own? I mean, the collector own? I think it was the collector that had the Space No, he had the Power Stone. Did he also have the Space Stone with him, though? I can't remember. I, I can't know. remember. I thought he had the Reality Stone. Right? Because that's <sighs> what Thanos uses to make everything look okay. I don't remember. And they mixed the bubbles. I don't know who had the space stone. Power stone was with Xandar. What was the stone that the the Nova Corps had? That was the power, right? That's the one that um, that that's the, the one that Guardians? they use in the first Guardians. They're dealing with okay. in the first Guardians is the power stone. Yeah. Okay. Right? Isn't that isn't that right? I, I don't know. I can't remember what stone. <laughs> that, the only one I remember is the Soul Stone because that happens in the movie. Right, it's so. funny because one of the things about the stones is that they just they don't ever do them well uh, because there's just no there's no fucking like meaning to them. They're just like energy things. Yeah, yeah. None of them stood out in any way. Oh, yeah. Loki had the space stone. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. The space stone is the one that was. Well, in that's right. He gets it at the end. He steals it back at the end of Ragnarok. Right? Okay. Okay. Well, you know, he had the space stone. Did he get it back in Ragnarok, his stone? Yeah, because he remember in Ragnarok, when everything's getting destroyed, he goes back, he grabs it. Right. And then we see at the end in the uh, post credit scene, I think, we see that he's got it. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, they really fucked up the stones. Like, I mean, uh, unbelievably. Yeah. They're just generic. Just like I mean, this question. I mean, but you know, the thing is, is like... Um, They made a gazillion fucking dollars, so I guess they didn't fuck up that badly, right? No, they did great. So, you know, they, they, we can complain, but the audience sure didn't. They and in the no moment, problem. I didn't complain. Like, watching no, the yeah, movie, yeah. I was In the like, moment, I was like, this is like a bummer that these stones actually don't do anything. Yeah. Um, like, anything special. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they do in the future. All right. Are you ready to talk about the next episode of X-Men, the animated series? Boy, am I. Let's do it. X-Men, the animated series, season one, episode, what is this, six? Six or seven. Episode six, Cold Vengeance. Uh, we pick up immediately where last episode left off with uh, Scott Summers in a truly goofy purple uh, uh, turtleneck. Yep. Being mean as shit to Jean Grey. I mean, just super fucking mean to Jean. Yes. Yeah. He's mean to everybody in this episode. He's a true asshole in this episode, which means he they really is. I want to be correct. Yes. They figured him out. They really got him. Um, 
So uh, they realize that Wolverine has run away, and we catch up with Wolverine. He's cross-country skiing in the Arctic in northern Canada. And as he's skiing around, turns out Sabretooth showed up. Wolverine needs to put on a coat. Sabretooth does not. Here's my question for you. How long was Sabretooth waiting there with bombs set up on that ice bridge, <laughs> hoping that Wolverine would come by? I like that his remote control has on-off. <laughs> bombs. I guess if you click on, well, the bombs are on. Yeah, you don't want to put it in your pocket with it on, and then it blows up, right? And you're like, oh, son of a bitch. I hit so the button funny. in my pocket. The on-off. Um, yeah. yeah, he's waiting, and he blows up an ice bridge. He finds another ice bridge that's identical to that one later on. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the, the animators are very thankful that he found an identical ice bridge. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he begins getting into a big fight with Wolverine. And uh, they're going back and forth. And uh, again, w- Sabretooth in this show, um, his height, I believe, is somewhere between six and 40 feet tall. Yes, it depends on the moment. Yeah, he, the, he, he can be like kaiju size in some of these shots. <laughs> He's so fucking big sometimes. It's like crazy. Yeah. Well, he expands his 40 abs. And then- <laughs> Did you? There's a bit. There's a bit when he's watching Wolverine float away and he's like standing and he's standing in such a way that his ass cheeks are just like flexed out. It's so <laughs> funny. And then that made me think like, is he really wearing spandex or is he just like, that's just his fucking skin? I couldn't quite figure it out because he got. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he wears spandex or if that's his. That's what he looks like. It's his fur. I mean, he's that, wearing boots, that's for sure. He's wearing boots. I guess it just I guess it's spandex with fur on the shoulders. I mean, that's how it yeah. is in the in the comics, he's not he doesn't look like that, right? I mean, like yeah. he had that he has a look like he's that in the, in the comics. comics. He looks like Garfield. Anyway, they fight. He um ends up throwing Wolverine down into the water. He thinks he kills Wolverine, not realizing this is only episode six of the X-Men show. There's no way he's dying this early on. Yeah. And, and then uh, he's done a grave disservice. Why? I want to say that Sabretooth is in the middle of his victory speech and it cuts the commercial and comes back and he's still giving the speech. <laughs> it's messed up. That's messed up. That is fucked up. That's yeah. no respect. Um, he sees Wolverine uh, uh, get up and he's so mad that he throws a big ice boulder at Wolverine. Wolverine is doing, um, he's doing t- Titanic out there. Yes. Yeah. He's doing Rose yeah. on the door in Titanic. He's holding on for dear life back at the mansion. Cyclops is screaming at Gambit. <laughs> Straight up screaming at him. He's like, you motherfucker. I you will ruin you. <laughs> it is so, he is so fucking mad. And he's mad because Gambit is uh, spreading unfounded rumors. And I don't know what that means because there's six people that live in that fucking house. And most of them yes. are in that room at that moment. So like, I yes. honestly don't even understand like how he's spreading unfounded rumors. Well, Cyclops is seven years old in the sequence. <laughs> Because when <laughs> Professor X comes in, he's like, Professor, he's telling rumors. It's <laughs> like, so funny. What are you? The, ru- the rumor that uh, that Gambit is spreading around is that there's a nation called Genosha, and they love mutants, and they want mutants to come visit. And yep. uh, Cyclops, as he's an asshole, but he's not stupid, unlike Gambit. Yeah. Because Gambit's yeah. thing is like, well, clearly, if a nation wants mutants to come there, that must be good, right? And... Uh, Professor X shows up and uh, Wolf- Scott says the craziest shit to Gambit here. He says, you're just like Wolverine. You just want to lay on a beach all day. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? I'm like, yeah, but well, first of all, Wolverine doesn't want to do that. But also be no, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty okay. That doesn't sound so bad. But I like yeah. the fact that Professor X agrees. He goes, that's actually yeah, a really Professor good thing. Like, that sounds awesome. 
That sounds like such a good idea, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. He, Professor X very quickly takes away any semblance of leadership that Cyclops could have in this scene. Cause he's like, that sounds great. Let's go there. And it's like, oh, okay, fine. You know, that is the subtext of the scene though. Cause Gambit says, you're just afraid that people aren't, you're not going to be the leader if you don't yeah. have all the information. Um, so that is sort of the subtext of the scene, quite frankly. Professor X is cucking Cyclops in the worst possible way at the worst possible moment. Yeah. Um, he's trying to figure out how to sit in a chair. <laughs> um, Cyclops um, sends a team to Genosha to check it out. He sends Storm and Gambit and then Jubilee S to go. And Scott says, well, I guess being on a beach can't be that dangerous. And so he yeah. sends and, the child. And he tells them to go undercover as tourists. Which they're just going there as tourists. That's what they are. They're tourists. Yeah, there's not yeah. that much undercover work it's like to be done. Undercover as tourists, All except right. for the fact that um, Gambit does not have a change of clothes. <laughs> nope, Gambit <laughs> just wears his entire uniform, and like it's like, dude, you're wearing your armor. You got that goofy like mask thing on that doesn't so, cover your face in any way. So ludicrous. You got your weird red and black eyes, and then the yeah, you just you're not trying to hide it at all. It's weird. Everybody else is hanging out. Back in the Arctic, Wolverine um, does not die. Because Sabres was like, even your healing factor can't save you from being in the Arctic Ocean. And he's probably right. That probably still would freeze. Oh, he might just freeze and then like wake up like Steve Rogers, right? Well, if he, if he falls into the water, he'll drown and he can't come back from drowning. He can't. He can't come. Why can't he come back from drowning? Because his lungs would fill with water. So unless he gets pulled out of the water. Wouldn't he just drown, be in a constant state of drowning though? I don't know. Do you know I, what I mean? I like, like he would just, just be consistently, endlessly drowning. No, because the, the his healing factor doesn't push the water out of his lungs. That's why he would keep drowning. That's what I'm saying. So like the damage caused by the lack of oxygen in his brain, which is one of the things that kills you in uh, drowning, um, would keep getting repaired. Like it would just never not be repaired. Yeah. So he might just drown forever. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Wolverine um, in the comics has said that he can drown, though. Has he? No, that's it. Yeah, he would. Um, so this is the thing. This is like, like I said. If he got, if he drowned because of his adamantium skeleton, he'd be so heavy he would sink to the bottom of the ocean or whatever, and then he would just keep drowning forever. <laughs> that's terrifying, man. It's the one thing he's like afraid of. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, it's like pretty crazy. Uh, he's also afraid of heights, apparently, in this episode. He's yeah, he's he's got a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. He's afraid of being happy. He's not he's not able to know how to be happy. No. Um he's saved by some Inuit folks. And we get, I think, a very nuanced and highly accurate vision of modern <laughs> Inuit life in this episode. <laughs> um we, so this these Inuit guys that save him. Did you notice what one of the guys had on his head? He's got a baseball cap. With the Detroit D on it. Yep. So he's like a Detroit guy? What's the story here, you think? I believe, isn't that the same kind of hat that uh, Snake Eyes' Inuit friend wears? Oh, uh, Quinn the Eskimo? Quinn the Eskimo? I mean, it might be. Does he wear a Detroit hat? I can't I remember. Don't, I don't remember that. I mean, the only pop culture Detroit hat I can remember for sure is Magnum P.I. Right. Uh, but... Uh, I just was thought like for you, like that this guy is the Detroit guy and he is, he's like an incel. Yeah. He's a whiny little bastard. He's like a real school shooter. I mean, like he's yeah. got like intense school shooter energy. To be fair, Wolverine's a real dick to him. 
to be completely fair. Wolverine's Wolverine there for so like a day. Wolverine's like, you're a piece of shit. I'm better than you. I call more fish than you. You suck. And it's like, get off that guy's jog, man. I don't think Quinny Eskimo wears a baseball cap. No? Okay. No. Um, he does have a hood up, though. And he is, of course, named after a song. Yes. Um, but uh, he's rescued by these Inuit, and they take him back to their uh, their village where they live in, I mean, teepees, it seems. Um, and uh, he wakes up in the village elder's um, house, t- t- tent. Yeah. And he t- finds out that he um, he doesn't – that the Inuit don't know what a mutant is. They yep. never heard of him. Nope. It's very exciting. Yeah, for Wolverine, this is like a good thing. Like he's like – he's yeah. pretty psyched about it. Um, and then uh, the Elder is like very intrigued by how quickly he heals. Uh, says no man recovers from the icy waters like this. And Wolverine's like, well, I ain't no man. Uh, and uh, Wolverine says he wants to help out to thank these guys for saving his life. And so he goes fishing with them. This is where he totally humiliates this guy. Yeah. The other guy. Just, just, I mean, just straight humiliates him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, uh, what is his name? Kiowek? Sure. Kiowek. Um, they go fishing. <clears throat> Poor Kiowek cannot catch fish to save his life. He gets fish in. He can't. First, he can't throw a net. Wolverine throws a net perfectly. They go, oh, wow. And Wolverine goes, it's all in the wrist. Yeah. I jerk off a lot. Um, it's a picture of Gene and Scott. <laughs> it's a picture of Gene and Scott. Don't, don't ask. Uh, and uh, Kiowak, though, can't even throw a net. And then when he gets the net, he pulls it in. The net breaks. All the fish fall out. And Wolverine laughs at him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like uh, what does he say? He's, he's, he pulls out some proverb. He starts telling some story, and then he goes, "Ah, but you know, I never really did care for fish stories." And I'm like, oh, Get it, the it's f- like the one that got away, but the I one never that got away, fish stories, man, <laughs> so fucking bad, so yeah. bad. I loved it. I, I mean, like, I was, I was beaming with every moment of how terrible this was. Yeah. Um, they go back to the village. They go back to the um, village, and uh, Wolverine keeps showing off by hauling two big baskets of fish on his shoulders. The elder says that they had not seen this much fish in one go since the ships came from the south and took all the fish, which I guess means that Wolverine, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine did. Wolverine fish? Yeah, I don't really understand what the premise here is. He's a good hunter because he can sniff out the fish. Can he, can he smell, do you think he can smell the fish? I don't think so. Not through the water. That doesn't make sense. Does it? I mean, I don't understand why he was such a, why he would be like, not just the best, but he, like, there's like a lot of interesting racial dynamics here, right? Because um, there's like a lot about. White guy comes in and does better than everybody else. Right. And white guy, well, the white guys came in and they ruined the fishing. And then a white guy comes in and he fixes the fishing. You know, like, it's like a lot of stuff going on here. Also with like how the whole story works with the village and then them all going to the city. There's like a lot happening here that I don't think anybody who made the show was like aware of. Yeah. They're just using tropes and concepts that are floating around. They're not really examining or interrogating them. Yeah. Um, this is one of those episodes that might be really interesting to like to read somebody's like college paper about. <laughs> if I uh, was a, a professor and somebody handed a college paper about X Men the animated series, I would just give them an F. Um, Wolverine has a great time in the village, and they're they're celebrating the fish hall by bouncing people on blankets. 
and uh, Wolverine's having a great time, and he goes, "Boy, I'm happy. I've never been happy." And he has this whole like emo. He he can't even be properly happy. He has to be like kind of emo about being happy. Yep. Um, and then they bounce Wolverine. He's, he's, a, he's real smashing pumpkins in that sequence. I had the big question I had is that isn't Wolverine weigh like 600 pounds? Yes. He should fall right through that blanket. <laughs> that so funny. If they just couldn't pick him off of the fucking ground. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. So fucking funny. Uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, Kiowak is so mad and he goes, they used to like me, but now all the girls laugh at me because Wolverine showed up and he's treating me like shit. And he's like going to go sulk, uh, off on the glacier. And when he gets out there, he runs into Sabretooth, who he thinks is a snow demon. Yes. Um, and Sabretooth's about to kill him because he's covered in the scent of Wolverine. But then Kiowak says, no, no, I hate Wolverine too. And Sabretooth is like, huh? Interesting. Maybe I could use this. Meanwhile, also Sabretooth does something real stupid there, where he goes, "I'm not a, a snow demon. I'm a mutant." And it's like play up the snow demon thing. Well, the best part about that is that Kyoko's a what? Yeah, <laughs> 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 mean huh? thing to him. <laughs> oh, you're talking about no clue, yeah. uh, no rec- no no recognition at all. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Taurus trio land in Genosha. And Genosha uh, is a weird country because the X-Men synth music becomes tropical sounding, yes. but everybody's white and speaks with an American accent. Yes. Uh, so I don't really know in the move in the, the TV show world what the deal with Genosha is. Nobody does. In the comics, Genosha is in the comics. It's a real place. In the, well, it's not a real place. It's a place in the comics. And it... Um, I mean, like it began, so it's, it's a, an it's island, a, right? It's an island off the coast of Africa. I think it's off the yeah. western side of Africa, and uh, it was not colonized by anybody. Like nobody lived on it um, until like I want to say the seventeen or eighteen hundreds or something like that. Um, which is like nice because Marvel gets to sort of not deal with like European colonizership. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Genosha became very rich because um, the nation enslaves its mutants. And yes. uses them as a workforce. Yeah. And then over time, there's a lot of back and forth with Genosha. Genosha becomes a big plot point in a lot of X-Men comics for a while. It's the um, it's the island for mutants. Mutants can go live there and Magneto runs it. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Israel. Um, and that's like sort of what they're playing with a little bit. The idea of like a mutant homeland, which is what they're doing now again with Krakoa, right? Yeah. Um, then it got nuked. It did get Very nuked. I don't know what I th- yeah, I don't know what the current deal with Genosha is. But anyway, in this show, um, they're checking in and uh the 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 bellhop has a flashback machine. Well the, here's uh, what I like. First off, they're checking in and again, Gambit wearing his X-Men outfit. Right? His armor, his, his mask, his, his mask that's not a mask, and he's got his red and black eyes, holds up a thing to Storm and goes, uh, that says, like, mutants, ask about our mutant discount. And he's like, what do you think? Should we tell him we're mutants? And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be undercover? <laughs> like, can you do anything undercover? And also, this guy then needs to use some kind of device to look into Storm's eye and see her memories, I guess, of, like, turning into Storm, when clearly Gambit's a mutant. Well, I love the, the wording of ask us about our mutant discount. It's just like so fucking funny. It's so dumb. That is great. Ask us about our mutant discount. Um, uh, yeah. So they check in and, uh, it's very nefarious the whole time. Um, things are maybe a little bit 
uh, more dangerous than we might yeah. have expected. And they, yeah. they check into Bungalow 12. Yes. Back in the Arctic, Keok um, says to Wolverine, oh, you're, you're a tough guy, but you're tough enough to come heal, hunt seal with me, which is like, that sucks, dude. Don't do that. Um, like, that's horrible. Don't, don't, don't uh, kill Don't uh, criticize other cultures, that one. Uh, you know what? I, I well, I traditionally agree with that. There's a couple of cultural things that I think, unlike unless you're doing like a very limited seal hunt, I just I, I'm like, pretty sure that this village of 30 is not looking to kill 300 seal at a time. That's a good point. Yeah, that's On a their good point. Kayak, him and Wolverine <laughs> in a kayak. Well, they have a fight in the kayak, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. They're like little. Weeble characters just dropped in like little holes. It's like so the biggest funny. question I have is how does Wolverine turn around to face him? <laughs> face him. Where's his fucking legs? <laughs> Maybe he's just going straight down. Kiwak convinces Wolverine to go on a kayak with him to go hunting. Um, he like does like the whole like if you're really a man, and the elders like no Wolverine nothing to pr- nothing to prove to you, and Wolverine's like no I'll do it I love hunting. Yeah, like and while care. they're while they're out there, um, Wolverine. Uh, uh, realizes this this is like a trap. And he's like, all right, what's the deal with Sabretooth? And uh, Keok is like, uh, I don't actually know. And they turn around and the village is on fire. Yes. Keok had been uh, commanded by Sabretooth to lure Wolverine out, away from the village. And Keok had assumed that this was to ambush Wolverine. But in fact, Sabretooth being truly a piece of shit, pulled Wolverine out of the village so that he could burn it down. Yep. Um, it's very Ahsoka in uh, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, um, you know? it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal uh, actually. It's actually really evil. Yeah, yeah, he destroys the whole village. Yeah, I'm actually really impressed by how evil it is because usually in these cartoons, like their evil things aren't like that evil. But this, he's just hurting people who have been nice to Wolverine. Like, is pretty yeah. uh, pretty great. However, there's other. What, parts what I really like though is when they get back to the village and see everything destroyed. Wolverine says. I can never find happiness. It's like, dude, you, these people are all gone and their village has been destroyed. Maybe don't focus on yourself for a minute. Don't, yeah. Don't center this on yourself. Wolverine. This is, <laughs> these people have been all kidnapped by a horrifying mutant monster. Because uh, of you. Because they took yeah, you in. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Just don't, don't, don't center yourself right now. Um, so Wolverine's about to kill Kyoki. He's like really just about to do it. And then he goes, nah, you didn't do this. And um, sure. I mean, he's definitely partially responsible, but, yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, anyway, Wolverine gets down on all fours and begins sniffing Sabretooth's uh, very evident footprints. <laughs> that, I love that. Like, the footprints are so clearly Sabretooth's big, giant foots. And Wolverine has to get down on his feet and just fucking take in the odor. Mmm, yeah. the aroma of Sabretooth's souls. Uh, real, real, real perverted stuff. Um, so they go out and they follow the trail and they come across Sabretooth, who is alternately six feet and 40 feet tall in these sequences. Yes. And he has, um, he has a, a, a legitimate honest to God, Dirk dastardly plan. Yes. He, he has the entire town tied to an ice bridge in two Which rows, two neat rows. Oh no. How we did this. <laughs> it was like, everyone laid down. <laughs> All right, now you get over there. Okay, no, no, you have to be even. I need you to like scooch up a little bit because otherwise my OCD is out of control and I'm going to be very upset. Three of you? Oh, God. 
I can't uh, two rows like that. Come on. It's like so funny. Like they're all like they're all tied up like damsels in distress on train tracks. It's like crazy. <laughs> and there's two bombs on the on the thing. And so Sabretooth says to Wolverine, this bomb's gonna go off in a minute. You have a minute to beat me and to disarm those bombs. Yeah. And then Wolverine goes, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this. Uh, which I really liked. That was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, however, I didn't love the solution that the show comes up with. That Wolverine just dodges? <laughs> well, no, that was funny. The solution okay. should have, I thought, been that Wolverine fights Sabretooth and Kiyoak goes and rescues the people while that's happening. Nope. That just feels like it makes sense to me, right? Like, it gives Kiyoak an opportunity to really redeem himself yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and lays on the ground. He just hangs out until <laughs> until like the fight gets really serious. So yeah. Wolverine and Sabretooth are fighting. Um, there's like a lot of again grunting and groaning. Um, we find out Wolverine's of, greatest weakness, which is snow. Snow. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Sabretooth does the old sand in the eyes thing, but it's snow, and it's snow. It doesn't make any sense. That's not what snow does. It's fucking water. But on top of that, he's wearing that mask with the fucking with the fucking eye lenses in there. Yep. It's like so crazy. Wolverine is like eyes. <laughs> it's it's like in Naked Gun when they like throw a pillow at somebody and they, they grab it and hold it to their face. And freak out. It really is like that. It really is like that. It is so fucking funny. Um. Uh, but anyway, uh, the fight starts to go bad for Wolverine, and then all of a sudden, Keok runs in and uh, tackles Sabretooth. And uh, <laughs> Wolverine goes and stands at the edge of a chas- chasm, and Sabretooth runs at him and jumps at him, and then Wolverine just ducks, and Sabretooth yes. falls to his death. <laughs> falls away. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I really was like, I love that, though. I thought that was such a terrifically dumb. <laughs> Ending to that fight, I really was appreciated. He just ducked. It wasn't even like a good duck. It was like a slow duck. It might have been that he slipped. (laughs) It's very possible. Because he got that snow in his eyes. They go rescue the villagers. Um, Wolverine pulls the rope apart. Does not cut it with his claws. But also, he he doesn't go for the bombs first. Nope. Like, the bombs are what you go for first. Like, get the bombs in the hole. Yeah. Not only does not go for the bombs first, he is holding a bomb against his chest while Kiak <laughs> unties other people. He's just cradling it like a baby. There are many things Wolverine does in this that make those. Him pulling the ropes apart <laughs> drove me insane. I was like, dude, you have claws in your hands. Truly, truly Cut crazy. He pulls it apart. He like pulls until it rips. Truly crazy. <sighs> God, um, idiot. so it really is, it really is fucking funny. Uh, so the, they get everybody together and Wolverine's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Your whole town burned down. Uh, but we'll help you rebuild it. And the elder says, nah, you know what? Some of these kids wanted to move to the city. And I guess it turns out they are going to, um, get that opportunity. Yes. What I like about this again, Wolverine centering things on himself is the, the elder gives a whole long speech about like, our way of life has been destroyed because of you. Our entire village is destroyed. Our way of life is destroyed. Now we have to go live in the city and lose our culture. And Wolverine's like, you called me friend. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
It's like Wolverine. Their entire lives have been destroyed because of you. And you're like, it's like a straight comedy moment. Like it goes like, listen, friend, you're a real piece of shit, and you ruined my whole life, and I hope you die. And Wolverine goes, you called me friend. Like it's so crazy. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) What I'm hearing here is that we're buddies. Uh, man. Anyway, uh, that's the end of that story. Yeah, so they're going to lose all their culture and all their ways. Now, it's interesting that Sabretooth shows up and destroys this village. These are innocent bystanders in a dumb um, conflict that not only do the villagers not understand, but we as viewers of the television <laughs> show don't either. Um, we just know they have a history. We don't even know what it is like in this context, but which is we fine. That's how, how it is. found Wolverine. <laughs> just... Both of them happen to be hanging out there. Back in Genosha, my favorite bit happens in Genosha, which is they're hanging out in the living room. And Jubilee says, I can't wait to go to the beach. And she's wearing her fucking raincoat. Uh, (laughs) Her costume. They were going to have an action scene and they needed to use the same animations. They always use. That's why also Wolverine put on his costume to fight Sabretooth. Because like, they were like, gonna well, Wolverine, they show him like taking it out of the bag and being like, like I guess I can never give this up. And it's like, okay, that's part of his story. Is he thought he could stop being Wolverine, even though he keeps telling people his name is Wolverine. And then you know, at least like there was a thematic element to it. Where in this, she's just wearing her costume. No, because they're going to reuse her elements Storm's of animation. Storm's wearing her own stuff. Is she in the fight? I don't think she does anything. Oh, like. no, she tra- she does that thing where she somehow transforms she into her Transforms herself. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. So, but anyway, my favorite part, though, not even that, it's that Gambit is like lounging on the couch <laughs> in his full costume with his big, long, smelly coat on. Yep. Take he off your fucking coat. Off. He never takes that thing off. They're in the tropics. Yeah. Do you listen to the Quentin Tarantino, Roger Avery podcast? I listen to some episodes. I'm not, I'm not up to date. In the latest episode, Roger Avery discusses the first time he met Quentin Tarantino when, when Tarantino first started working at the video store. Yeah. And he talks about how Tarantino always wore a leather coat and how it stank because he wore it <laughs> and he just always wore it. He never took it off. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking that's, – that's, that's Gambit's whole deal. He's a, he's a yeah. stink monster in that fucking yeah. stenchy-ass coat. Yep. He's never washed it. I guarantee nope. it. Oh, no. No way. Maybe he can't even take it off anymore. He, he cannot. It's stuck to his body. That's why he can't change. Yeah, it's just it's it's just it's just glued itself to his very form. So yeah. anyway, they're gonna go um, to bed to wake up in the morning to go to the beach. But as Jubilee starts unpacking, a um, blast shield comes down on her window, and gas comes in, and she runs into the living room, and uh, Gambit blows open the front door with a playing card. I do feel like gas is not a useful thing to give to storm yeah she could probably take care of that pretty easily it seems like it would be nothing for her to like yeah totally like create a little tiny mini cyclone in the room and get all the gas away yeah like that just seems like a hundred percent like in her skill set yeah 100 um I agree. but the show does not do that instead they have a no. gambit blow up a, a thing they go outside and uh it turns out the whole fucking genosian military is out there waiting for them and yeah. um it's like a weird version. It's like very funny because it is like the stuff that there's in the comics, but it's like really cartooned up. Yes. So like some of the cool mech designs have just become like weird bubble man. Yeah. Um, it doesn't quite work, but the helmets are still cool. Yes. They almost look very cool. What I like is that Gambit charges up some cards and Storm says, we can't hurt the humans. 
And Gambit says, maybe you can't. And he throws the cards. And then Storm instantly shoots lightning at one dude on a motorcycle. So she's clearly okay with hurting humans again. She's like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. Let's murder these guys. Well, she, we've already established in the very first episode that she's not really clear what happens when you hit somebody with lightning because she <laughs> she wouldn't let Wolverine uh, do a guy in, but she fucking fried him uh, yeah. with a bolt and, of and lightning. Then, and then she shot at Magneto. Magneto's like, don't you understand lightning and, and magnetism? And then she shot at him again. So yep. <laughs> she does not get what she does. No, None she's of the not. X-Men understand their own powers in this in this show. Uh, no, they do not. Uh, they without, without a doubt. Scott thinks he's powered by the sun. <laughs> um, Jean so doesn't remember that she's that she has psychic powers. They have a quick fight with these guys, but they are quickly overpowered and they are captured, and we get a to be continued. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? I'll tell you what my favorite thing about this episode is. What is throughout the entire thing? No one says, "Should we go visit Beast?" Nobody's mentioned Beast once since episode no. two, I think, right? No. no, since like episode three, right? Because he we see his trial in episode three. Was it four, ep- right? Oh, yeah, that was episode three, yeah. So it's been yeah. three solid episodes where nobody's mentioned a thing about nobody's Beast. Nobody's mentioned him. Just no, no concern about Beast being locked up in prison. Really crazy. Real weird. Real weird. Yeah, you would think that that would be like a thing. Because this show also is serialized, right? So like yeah. you would think that on some level... Not even like the, Xavier, like like I've just come back from seeing Beast, like nothing, nothing, crazy. Where's Beast? Poor guy. Crazy. They all forgot about him. They're all going on vacation. Literally, the whole team goes on vacation, and Beast is in prison. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good episode. I mean, I like the you know Wolverine's a really interesting character. Uh, because Wolverine is like Bart Simpson, right? Where they introduce Bart Simpson. Well, they have Bart Simpson on the Simpsons. Homer's supposed to be the lead character. And then quite quickly, Bart is the most popular character for a long time. I think it's actually switched. Homer is yeah, the most Homer, popular Homer again. Most popular, yeah. But there was a point in the 90s where it was Bart. It was just Bart. It was Bart, the Bart show. Yeah, it was Eat My Shorts cow, or uh, I Caramba. Um, Cowabunga Dude. Um, that, that was on the t-shirts. I don't remember if he actually said that in the show. But anyway... Um, Wolverine is that character, right? That he's that character who just takes over the whole thing. Except yeah. that by the time they made the animated series, he had already done that in the comics. So yeah. they were like already poised to do it anyway. He doesn't take it over. It really is sort of like established that he is sort of the lead of this show. Yeah. In a lot of ways, that he is like the he's the character we spend the most time with and know the most about. Yes. And so having a whole episode that is mostly him running around doing his own thing, I it felt okay because He's he's the he's the, the the lead character of the show. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I like that Scott and Gene are out within five minutes. Just gone. Just gone. a rogue never shows up. A rogue, yeah. Nobody even mentions Rogue. I don't know where she's at. When do you think Beast comes back? I'm he not sure he ever comes back. <laughs> Maybe he never does. Maybe that that's be- the end of Beast. That would be kind of amazing. If Maybe he finally never... comes back in the final episode. He's like, I served my prison term of seven years. It's like, whoa, what? This show took place over seven years. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be incredible. Um, yeah. Next week, an episode called Slave Island. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to meet uh, Cable next week. Oh, there you go. That's exciting. going to get Cable in bright and early into this program. That's good. We don't want to set up his, his lineage in any way. Well, they didn't in the comics either. No, that's true. That's it's a retcon. True. Yeah. 
Um, we had spent decades with Scott and Gene as like characters that had personalities. Where in this, they have no personalities except that Scott tattles on everybody. But Gene's not his mom. No, Madeline is. Madeline Pryor is. Yeah, she's not yeah. even a character in this program. Well, um, Madeline's like a clone of Gene, isn't she? Uh, it's more complicated than that, but yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so uh, there's going to be a bunch of other mutants showing up next week because the our heroes are going to become mutant workers on the island of Genosha. Well, that's exciting. Although we're going to wait two weeks for that one, I guess. Oh, right, because next week we're going to be doing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yep. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to see those guys again. Yeah, I'm excited to to see those guys again, and I'm excited to see them on Earth. It's funny because um, I feel like traditional superhero movie storytelling is to bring those kinds of characters to Earth right away, and they just live on Earth. But these characters have barely been on Earth. So to see them on Earth feels like fun to me. Yes, they, they they were on Earth for the Avengers, right? For Endgame, and that's it. Yeah, they were just and on that Earth was only to fight. And yeah, there was just a big giant right green screen. They were just on a big giant yeah. green screen, right? I mean, it yeah. could, that could have been any planet, frankly, because yeah. they were in a giant hole in the ground. I mean, that could have yeah. been literally any planet. Yeah. Um, and they left. They left right away. Yeah. So to have them on Earth feels really fun because, again, very often in the old days when they were adapting these kinds of things or telling stories about aliens, they didn't tell. They didn't stay in space. They were on Earth. Yeah, it was and, like Masters of the Universe where they and, just we are yeah, they just hung out on, for like ten minutes and then there were right. some movies on Earth. Yeah, but now we finally get characters who have been away from Earth for so long that it's going to be very very fun to see how they interact with Earthlings with Kevin, Bacon. especially these two characters, yes. Mantis and and Drax. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to it. So that's gonna be our next episode. Then two weeks from then we'll come back with Slave Island. Uh, Derek, uh, until next week when we do. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Where can the people find you? People can find me on Twitter, Mastodon, and Hive at at WH underscore Woolhat. You did a Hive, huh? I did. I did that today. I might do a Hive. Uh, you can find me at Mastodon. I can find people on it, which is nice. Uh, you can find me uh, at Devin CF on Mastodon and on Twitter. Maybe soon Hive. Who for? I, you know, I'm going to have to squat the name at the very least because yeah. there are people who will take it. Um, until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be well, but most of all, may you get out of this puke hole.